Why are you here? Are we gonna live life in fear or are we gonna stand up and make sure we're heard? Are we gonna hide or live life by our word? With integrity we can be all that we can see in our mind's eye until we're finally free. We can become whatever we choose once we know the choice lies within me and you. Hello and welcome to the Unapologetically Human podcast with Dan Boyvin, my fellow pleasure monkey brothers and sisters from other misses and misters. Thank you so much for being here. <sighs> this is take four, guys and gals. I'm having a rough go at it today. I have been experiencing a lot of the resistance that I talked about for myself in creating this podcast and in doing a lot of things that I want to do in my life that I talked about in episode two and in episode six, Overcoming Resistance with Justine Kovacs. I'm really, I'm really in it. And fuck, it sucks, doesn't it? Doesn't it suck being stuck in all the old shit that holds us back? Like, fuck, man. Are you tired of how that shows up for you in your life? Because... It shows up in one way or another for for all of us, man. I've mentioned in a few of the episodes and some of the posts that I've been sharing about the episodes that I have been taking this business leadership program in San Diego. I live in Toronto and I've been flying down a few times over the last few months and I fly back tomorrow morning for the last part of the program and I part of the reason that I took this program and I really invested in myself and my future and took on the risks and the challenges of making it happen was that I've done all these other programs. I've done all this personal and professional growth work and, and I was still allowing myself to be stopped by whatever the limitations are that have always stopped me. And it was like, there was something I just wasn't, getting yet something I still needed to figure out before I could do the things that I wanted to do because I wasn't fucking doing them and I made this podcast my 
my big project as part of this program, as part of graduating and not only launching it, but I set two key indicator goals for myself that I would publish a minimum of 10 episodes by March 9th and enroll a minimum of 100 subscribers. So obviously I launched the podcast. I've put out, including the intro, nine episodes. This is the 10th and I got my surpassed the 100 subscriber mark a few days ago. And so now all that's left for me to do is to create this last episode. And so, of course, in doing so, all of these limitations and the resistance that I've had keeping me from doing this at all really in the past is really coming up. So I've been in the fucking thick of it today. I've had to get some coaching. I had to actually really politely ask my roommate to give me some some time in the apartment by myself because one of the things that I've really noticed for myself recently in doing this podcast is like I kind of can't record when anybody else is around because I just I'm more worried about either not so much them listening in and like judging or criticizing me but just the really deeply seated um, resistance to being seen and heard and also people pleasing and like not wanting to like disturb her makes it so that I literally feel like my brain just doesn't fucking work and it's it's a terrible experience and so I was trying to record wasn't happening and then she started having a long conversation with a friend on the phone with a friend on speakerphone. And I was just like, Oh man, I'm so fucked. Like I'm not going to get this done. I got to work in a couple hours. What the fuck am I going to do? And so I called my coach, told her what was going on and that it wasn't, you know, that she was, you know, distracting with her phone call that I could hear. It was literally just, her her presence was making my resistance come up to be like I can't even like really speak right now because this other person is here who could be like hearing me or listening to me or that I'm gonna bother right and I think something that um I've kind of identified as being one of the reasons for that is like I grew up with three brothers my dad is a very light sleeper so he yelled at us a lot to be quiet. And I think that a lot of us have things like that from very young ages that are at the heart of the resistance that comes up when we want to be seen or heard or or that comes up when we, that makes us not want to be seen or heard. And so, yeah, it's uh, it's been a, it's been a challenging day working on this so far and I really was like last night I I wrote a bunch of notes about what I wanted this episode to be about I was like yeah I got this I'm gonna fucking go to sleep get some rest have a nice fresh brain wake up fucking just I'm just gonna do it I'm gonna nail it I'm gonna one take this and just have like 
minimal, little to no editing, and I'm just going to publish it. It's going to be good, and I'm going to be done my project, and I'm going to be fucking graduate this program, and I'm going to feel great. But then the process and the resistance is like, uh uh uh. No, no, no. We're still here. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I initially, well, uh, so I, I told my roommate what was going on. My coach was like, it's not like you have to fucking kick her out or, or be like, can you just leave and be rude about it? Just like show up vulnerably, vulnerably, <laughs> authentically, and just let her know what's actually going on and that it's like, you're, you know, I was having trouble and I just needed some, some time alone. I needed some space and I'll like buy her lunch or, or coffee or it actually, she, she totally understood. She was like, no, all good. I actually was trying to get off that phone call for a while. So she, she was thankful that I, I kind of like interrupted her and was just like, Hey, can I talk to you for a minute? Like, this is what's going on. And she said, she was like, trying to get off the call so she could get on with her fucking day and get out of the apartment and go do stuff she was planning on doing. So, you know, I'm sitting in my room and, you know, I'm, I'm experiencing all this resistance and I'm like, oh, like, I don't want to, I don't want to be rude and I don't want to hurt her feelings or I don't want her to be mad at me or I don't want her to like, feel like I'm like kicking her out when this is obviously her place as well. You know, but in reality, when I just showed up and was authentic about what was going on, she was totally cool with it. And it actually was somewhat helpful for her anyway. Right. So um, I don't know. It's just a little lesson in that sometimes, a lot of times, what we what we think and what we fear and what we project and imagine is going to happen really isn't what ends up happening. Um, but yeah, so now here I am at home alone, got some space to talk and think and share without all this resistance that comes up from having somebody here. But still, there's, you know, it's more resistance Lots, lots more where that came from. But yeah, so I was hoping to one take this. This is now take four. And I've been literally wanting to fucking pull my hair out. <laughs> yeah, maybe not literally. I really like my hair. I'm, uh, I'm growing it out. Some of you may have noticed. But yeah, no, I've just been, I've been really frustrated and... I was initially planning on either making this episode about some ideas that I have about, you know, our internal experience of what it takes to really change our views of ourself and our identity and the way we think and act and show up that I've, I've shared with some people and they've, they've really liked. I'm like, yeah, like I can do that one. Or I've wanted to, share an episode about what my logo is about the, the artwork, the eyeball with the DNA around it. And like, what, what's the symbolism behind it? And some people have been like, Oh, I really dig the logo. Like, and ask me questions about it. I'm like, just wait, I'm going to create an episode about that. It's coming up. And 
that would have probably been the the easier one to do, like the logo episode, probably nice and quick and easy. But I actually was really grateful. A conversation that I had with my girlfriend Justine yesterday, she was like, "Hey, just a thought. Like, I know you're planning on doing the logo episode, but maybe with this program coming to an end, you could." share some thoughts and reflections about your experience and the program and stuff. And I was like, yeah, like that's a really great idea. Certainly going to take longer, be a little bit more challenging, be a bit of a longer episode than just explaining what my logo is about. But I thought it was really perfect and really fitting for this journey that I've been on, that this chapter is about to come to an end. And as they say, you know, it's it's the beginning of the next chapter. It's the beginning of the rest of my life, you know. And so much of the work that I've been doing is trying to and working to train myself to be a leader to show up as a leader in the world and in my own life for myself and for the things I want to do and create and the the things I want to be the things I want to experience the way I want to feel and to show up as a leader for the people in my life that I'm connected to and ultimately the world and part of that part of that journey and the teaching and the things that I I'm learning more and more about myself and so many other people dealing with similar things is just how, how deeply ingrained our fears and insecurities and our resistance and so many elements of the nature of us as human beings is just really stacked against us and stacked against me to be a leader and show up in the ways that I want to show up and it's been it's been a really challenging journey it's also been been really beautiful in a lot of ways but um I titled the episode who's driving the spaceship because I wanted to have this conversation about leadership and the spaceship is our planet. We're on a spaceship. There's this really interesting guy, Buckminster Fuller, who he wrote a short book called operating manual for spaceship earth. And he was this like inventor Renaissance man. And And the idea of this like spaceship Earth is that like we're we're on this organic spaceship that's like hurtling through the universe at like mind bogging bogglingly incomprehensible speeds that we can't even our brains can't even possibly understand. We're just on this organic spaceship. And I actually looked up some of the statistics here I'll throw at you that you might find interesting um about how is our planet moving in space so we know that the earth is is rotating on its axis that's what our days are and at the equator it rotates faster than at the poles so at the equator the earth is spinning it's rotating 
460 meters per second, which is about a thousand miles an hour. And then our orbit around the sun is about 30 kilometers per second, which is about 67,000 miles per hour. We're traveling around the sun. And then our solar system is going around the arm of the galaxy that we're in at around 230 kilometers per second, which is about 514,000 miles per hour. And then our galaxy is moving through the universe, through space and time at a staggering 1.3 million miles an hour which is just like so crazy and it's like we can't really understand that and i just wanted to share that because it's fucking it's cool and it's mind-blowing and i think one of the hardest things there is for us to do whether it is in the challenges that we face as individuals, whether that is with our, our physical or our mental health or something that we want to do, change, transform, fix, accomplish, or the challenges that we're faced with in our relationships and our family, our community, our society, our nations, our world. One of the hardest things for us to do is to really like shift our perspective like we tend to exist in kind of like these well-oiled like grooves in our brains of the ways that we think and we act and and everything and it's unfortunate, but the more and more I learn about the nature of being humans and the things that we struggle with, the more I see that it's because of survival um, needs and, you know, it's deeply ingrained in our, our psychology and our our biology but we're we're fucking selfish we're selfish and so many of the problems in our lives as individuals and all the way up to you know the things that we're seeing in the world is because we're selfish and we think so much about ourselves like that's well, obviously, that's what being selfish is. But like, that's just the way we operate. That's the way our brains work. You know, what do I want to do? What do I not want to do? What's in it for me? Like, it's just, it's just how we, we are naturally. Like, it takes no effort to be selfish. We're really fucking good at it. <laughs> and one of the... One of the most important things that 
I'm learning through this leadership training and other other things that I've done as well is that one of the most important characteristics about being a leader is that you really work to overcome some of those most deeply ingrained parts of our nature that it's so easy to be selfish and that leaders are leaders because they think less about themselves and more about other people. And they think less about what's in it for me and more about like, how do they help other people get to where they want to get to? And so many people, so many successful people and like teachers talk about that, like that idea that like you really get to where you want to get to in life by helping other people get to where they want to get to. And even if you're on a journey of, trying to heal yourself there's that idea that like you can really help to heal yourself through the process of helping other people to heal as well right and fuck it can be really tough to do it can be really challenging to override our these like less desirable parts of our nature but man, I've always wanted to be a leader. You know, growing up, we learned about the Martin Luther Kings, the Mother Teresas, the, you know, Gandhis of the world, and that, like, these are the people that we're... like supposed to look up to and to in what ways we can like try to be like as well but then in reality we live in a world where people are driven by these innate deeply ingrained desires and selfishness because you know i made the the title who's driving the spaceship right like who's who's directing this world that we're on together that really in the grand scheme of things is a fucking miracle that anything exists at all but that like we exist on this planet together that's actually a speck of dust in this infinite universe and literally everything is like a fucking miracle but the history of mankind is just so full of a lot of really terrible and horrific things and you know so much war and so much 
just like backwards thinking or just really not thinking when we come from places and a history of things like racism and xenophobia and war and genocide and, you know, kings and queens and pharaohs and empires and slaves and stuff like our history is fucked up, man. And we have so, so many good and amazing things to take for granted in the world today that most of us do take for granted because people like Martin Luther King stepped up and people like Gandhi fucking stepped up. And the people who are in power have always, always, always violently opposed anybody who tried to take away any of their power or wealth or impede their selfish ego desires. And, you know, the world is is changing in a lot of beautiful ways. There's a lot of great things going on. But at the core of where we have come from, from this greed and selfishness and building a global society driven by the egoic desires of the individual is like we're we're just like basically it's like we're a a bacteria on the skin of this organic spaceship earth and we're just consuming it at a rate that is like completely unsustainable and so who's driving the spaceship is a question about who's leading us and where are all the leaders at that we need in order to solve the issues that we're faced with? Because either we step up as leaders ourselves and stop waiting for other people to fucking do it for us, or the way things have always been will continue on until we just eat the biological support systems of the planet and all the other creatures, basically, right? Like, they're, there are literally just so many problems that need solving and that we get to solve that we need as many people as possible to be stepping up as leaders for themselves in their life and the people that they're connected with in their relationships and their communities and to step up in our world and choose how are we going to move forward? How are we going to steer this spaceship? You know, we're not going to probably steer it through space, literally, outside of our solar system and the orbit that we're in, but figuratively, like, where are we headed, right? Like, we as human beings have the power to choose. And all of the problems that we face as individuals in our life and as a global human society are they're all human-made problems and they're deeply, deeply ingrained in elements of our 
psychology, our belief systems, our physiology that probably evolved as like an adaptive survival mechanism back when we were in the caves, but now in the world that we're in just like really don't work. And we basically have the most epic challenge of any generation that has ever existed because of the the severity of the issues that we're faced with and the fact that we're we're really in a lot of ways running out of time we basically have to start to really transform kind of like on on one level the entire global society and the systems that we have in place need to be transformed in a lot of ways they need to be reformed and and fixed but on a more important level than you know these you know grand scales of changing the whole fucking world the only way that that is ever going to happen the only way that we're ever going to fucking fix the problems that we're faced with is by as many of us as possible as individuals stepping up and doing the work on ourselves to really identify what are not only the limitations within us that are holding us back from like being and creating what we want in life, but also how does that contribute to keeping the way things are sort of like in place? And it is, it's a tough journey and we are, you know, we really have our work cut out for us. And so, you know, we need people like you to like step up. Think big, lead, think outside of yourself. And I think we need to really start training ourselves to, to rewire our brains and to be leaders in our lives that not only are aware of and understand the old ways of being that don't work for us as individuals or in our relationships and families and communities or our society, but to also create a vision for ourselves and our lives and for our communities and for the world that we can really work towards that is so big and so beautiful that it's big enough to wrestle with the weight of our inherent 
ways of operating in survival mode and selfishness that have created these like monumental challenges that we essentially are the last generation that can pretty much fix or change or transform. And so the time is like now, like if you want to be a leader, then, you know, you need to surround yourself with other leaders and with people that are going to help support you in seeing what's possible for you and in seeing the the power that you have to shape your life and to shape everything that you touch basically through the choices that we make consciously on a day-to-day basis and so yeah man it's been it's been a fucking journey and I really just want to reflect a little bit on what the past couple years has been like for me. Um, just with my, my mental health and some of the things that have been going on in my life and the programs I've taken and training myself to not only pick myself up off of the ground of having hit my own rock bottom a couple years ago, but to also just really be working to see to it that I use this one and only precious life that I have to really show up and, and not hold myself back and to break through all of the resistance that, that I experience and, you know, get messy so that I show up as a leader in the world. And when I look back, hopefully I, I have the opportunity to look back on my life that I can really be proud of who I am and who I trained myself to become and that (laughs) I almost am getting a little choked up to to say this but just that like my life fucking mattered I want to look back on my life and know that it fucking mattered that I was here that I made people's lives better And that hopefully I did something, no matter how small, to create a better world and to help problem solve and not just add to the problems that generation after generation of human being before me has added to the majority have added to while very few have worked to you know fix things and create the the progress and the equality that that we now take for granted like i want 
I want to look back on my life with as few regrets as possible, you know? And it doesn't really matter where we are, whether you're in your rock bottom and you're in the dumps or you're struggling with your mental health or maybe you're pretty good and you actually have like a pretty great life and you're, you know, you got a great career, you got great relationships, you, um, you know, you have your health, uh, you have like everything that you could possibly want in like most areas of your life. Pretty much every single one of us. Oh, excuse me. Pretty much every single one of us has room to improve in one area or another. Most of us in, in most, if not all of the major areas of, of our life, we could make significant improvements in, I think. And yeah, the last, the journey over the last couple years has been, it's been pretty intense. I basically had like a, a mini breakdown in mid 2017 that was partially work related, partially, um, partially related to my last relationship that ended and some very deep-seated self-worth issues that I was struggling with and being pretty lonely and just shutting down in a lot of ways and just numbing myself out with drinking and smoking and 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 just working and and really not working to do the things that I needed to do to feel better. And I had a mini breakdown and I started doing online therapy for about six months, once a week for about six months, which was good. Certainly good to have somebody to speak with about whatever it is that you're going through. And I did that for about six months and I stopped doing that because I started going to this meditation wellness center that used some different types of technology to help sort of like trick your brain and your body to kind of force them into a deeply meditative state. And there was a woman there that almost like therapy, I went in and talked to her about what was going on with my day and my week and what I'm working on and, and stuff. And you know, they say a lot of times things get worse before they get better. And even though I was, I was trying to work on myself, I still wasn't making a lot of the changes that I needed to make. So I, I just spiraled downward. And at the beginning of 2018, I had like a full blown mental breakdown and collapse to the worst feeling of being in a rock bottom in my life. And like, you know, I didn't, I didn't become homeless or anything, thankfully, but I have a history of bipolar and alcoholics addiction in my family. And I have people that are very 
close in my family that they they are like just really mentally unwell and they are homeless and I felt like I was like really going down that path and when I finally hit this breaking point where I felt I couldn't I really couldn't continue doing the things that I was doing I finally decided to get help and I went to I called CAMH, the Center for Addiction and Mental Health, and over the course of the next nine months, I did two group therapy programs at CAMH, which is all covered by OHIP. You know, therapy and counseling typically isn't uh, something that you're able to find that's not covered by OHIP. You can typically get it if... um, if you have benefits through work, they often have uh, that included as part of it. But CAMH is a mental health hospital that has funding from our public health care system. So if you are struggling with your mental health and that kind of thing, then I, I like I highly recommend you reach out to CAMH and say, hey, like I'm having some trouble and I need some help because for me, that was one of the most important steps that I have ever taken in my life. So much more important than therapy. And I talked about this in episode five about where's your goose crew? Like where are the people in your life that are really on the same path and helping you to get to where you need to get to and learn the things you need to, to learn. And for me, that was that was going and doing a couple of group therapy programs at CAMH. And one of them was for uh, concurrent addiction and mental health. Concurrent just means that addiction and mental health uh, are very intertwined with one another. They tend to be um, both at play at the same time. Um, and, and so you sort of learn about them both and and treating them both at the same time as well. And I also did uh, a gambling tech addiction group because I was spending way too much time on my screens, which I know so many of us struggle with. And, So yeah, I did like these two group um, classes sort of for nine months, once a week each for nine months. And then and then I got into uh, another program of theirs that there's like a super long wait list to get on for I had been diagnosed when I went for my my orientation and my intake to see what programs of theirs because CAMH has like a shitload of different programs that you could possibly be a part of. Um, I got diagnosed with generalized anxiety disorder, which I still have never taken medication for because I, um, I talked about that a little bit in the last episode. Um, I just have really seen how the side effects have affected some people in my life. And, and I've had doctors tell me before, don't go on medication unless it's like 
absolutely necessary, but you know, there's certainly a place for medication if, you know, if you're, if you're on it and it's helpful for you or, or if you're thinking of going on it, it, it can, it can certainly help people. But I did this CBT course, which is cognitive behavioral therapy for generalized anxiety disorder as well to really, really dig into some of the negative limiting beliefs that underlie not only anxiety, but also just the way that we think about ourselves and other people and the world and to just really see how for so many of us, for plenty of reasons, some because of just the way we naturally are hardwired because of the natural world that we came from, but also the things that happen to us in our lives really give us a lot of fucked up and really limited negative ways of like looking at ourselves and the world. And and these programs were great and I'm, I'm sort of like, what the fuck am I talking about right now? Why am I even sharing this? But I think just to kind of, you know, share myself with you and where I've really come from on this journey to get to where I am. And those programs were, were really important and, and really impactful and really necessary for me at that time when I was going through the things that I were going, that I was going through and they're really just to kind of, you know, pick yourself up out of the gutter and try to survive and, and live a bit healthier and manage. And, you know, it's, it's unfortunate because there's, there's so many people out there that are struggling with, you know, similar kinds of things that I was struggling with in silence and not knowing what to do and being, you know, stopped by their own resistance and fears and, and stuff like that. And one of my goals in doing those programs was actually, I, I felt like I was almost like a double agent in there. Like I was in there as a patient, but I was also in there as a student because I really wanted to, learn the things that I was going to learn in there so that I could actually become a teacher and teach other people the things that I had been through and what was helpful for me. And it was sweet that, you know, it's covered by OHIP because I was like, cool, free schooling kind of. Right. But I really, I really truly needed it. But part of what even sent me down the path that I went down when I hit the rock bottom was because I already knew that I wanted to share this kind of stuff and, and learn this kind of stuff. But it was through the, the therapy and the many, many hours that I spent meditating and really being with myself and examining myself that I realized how deep the 
the fears and limitations were inside me that were actually holding me back from doing the things I want in my life. And that's when I really started drinking and spiraling downward. So it was interesting because after I did these programs at Cam H, I was having a conversation with a friend that introduced me to a, <clears throat> a personal and professional growth organization called Landmark that it's not for necessarily, you know, trying to overcome mental health issues or anything like that. The conversation, once I started doing programs with this organization, which I did four programs over the course of a year with them, the conversation really shifted from just trying to understand myself better and how to take care of myself better and improve some of the areas of my life that I was struggling with to this larger conversation about leadership and being someone out in the world who really sets an example for and creates possibilities for other people to get what they want as well. And in all of those programs <clears throat> and the program that I'm finishing up in San Diego right now called Hardcore Leadership, there's this conversation about taking a stand to like be the source of transformation in your life and in the world. And in all of our relationships and in training yourself to be a leader that helps others to believe that they can and to actually start doing the work for themselves as well to create and achieve a vision for themselves and their communities and their world. And I think it's a really important conversation for us to be having. Like I watched a Ted talk a number of years ago that I just watched again last night. Cause it's always really stuck with me. This woman talking about how we as human beings are contagious our emotions are contagious and and she asks this question if our emotions are contagious how do we make sure that we're infecting people with the right ones because we really influence each other's thoughts and feelings and choices behaviors dreams possibilities our beliefs our mindset how we stop ourselves and each other and hold ourselves back and each other back and how we support each other and we pick each other up and we hold each other accountable and call each other forward to be leaders and to step outside of our comfort zone and to take action on the things that we want to create in our lives like we're we're contagious and we can we can really, in each and every moment, every day, we are interacting with other people and 
we're either infecting them with our emotions and our thoughts and our beliefs, or they're infecting us with their emotions and thoughts and beliefs. And when we're acting unconsciously, those survival mechanisms and a lot of our ways of being that are grounded in selfishness, they are just naturally at play a lot of the times. And for pretty much all of the negative things that we do and say and sort of spread to each other, that stuff all happens because of a lack of conscious awareness. It happens because of ignorance. And pretty much anything that we want to do that's good tends to take more effort. And that's not to say that we're like fucking terrible creatures or beings or we're shitty people and that we don't have, you know, anything good to do or say without conscious effort or that like none of that comes naturally to us. But because of the limitations that we've had bred into us and the ways that we are held back by our survival mechanisms, we we do just take more conscious effort most of the time. Like it's so easy to complain. Like so many people are fucking complainers and it's easy for them to get us looped into that as well. But we're, we're so contagious and we can choose consciously. Like, are we going to spread love or hate? Are we going to spread generosity or selfishness? Are we going to be vulnerable or are we going to be closed off? Are we going to spread happiness or anger? Are we going to make our own and other people's lives more meaningful? Or are we going to get trapped in cycles of meaninglessness and despair that so many people are trapped in? Are we going to create a purpose for ourselves and our lives or are we going to be apathetic about the way that things are as if we have no power to change them and are we going to work to spread and create a world that's more full of joy or fear like look at something that's going on right now that everybody knows about because it's all in the fucking news like crazy the, the coronavirus, when these things happen, it's so easy for our fight or flight mechanisms to be activated and for not only the news media spreading the fear to us, but then us being contagious and like spreading that fear to each other. And I watched... Uh, a video last night from there's this entrepreneur named Peter Diamandis who started this super cool organization called X prize that does these like massive fucking contests to create like really crazy stuff like a medical tricorder diagnostic device like Star Trek uses, but to like make a real one and they get like teams all over the world like working for, you know, like a, a million dollar or multi-million dollar prize for whoever comes up with the best prototype. And they've done a whole bunch of these. So this guy's like, he's a very big thinker. And, and um, he actually, 
is uh, he's like the CEO or, or co-founder of an organization called Planetary Resources, which is planning to send spaceships to asteroids that fly close to the earth so that we can mine them for resources and bring those resources back to work uh back to earth so like pretty crazy and out there to think about but there are like people out there working on like these kinds of things and he just has like a little video talking about what are the actual statistics about the coronavirus and that we need to sort of not that we don't need to have any sort of precautions or not take it seriously or anything like that but we need to like chill the fuck out a little bit and stop spreading fear amongst each other because the the stats are actually quite insignificant compared to not even just like the regular flu that we deal with every season like this one is kind of getting media attention because it's like this like new flu and and it's spreading and the the regular flu apparently every year kills like tens of thousands or like hundreds of thousands of people globally and we don't really care we don't really talk about it we don't see it on the media like this we don't spread the fear but like the media makes a lot of fucking money when people have their eyes peeled when these Things happen every few years and then there's just this like media shitstorm, right? But he, to give a bit of perspective, he, he uses the statistic from like the worst day of deaths for coronaviruses so far in China was on February 10th and there was 108 deaths, but he stacks that up against other things that we see as like global average deaths every single day is like over 26,000 deaths a day for cancer, over 49,000 deaths a day for heart disease, cardiovascular disease, over 4,000 deaths a day due to diabetes, over 2,000, almost 2,200 deaths a day due to suicide, to people fucking killing themselves. Mosquitoes kill about a little under 3,000 people a day and humans kill about 1300 people a day like when we when we put it in perspective there are so many bigger things for us to think about and worry about like i'm fucking flying to san diego tomorrow morning and someone at my work is like oh my god did you hear california has declared a state of emergency and blah 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 and I'm like you know what I'm, I'm really not worried about it I'm pretty sure I'll be fine I'll wash my hands most people that even get sick from this type of stuff will be fine they'll get sick they'll get over it like just like the normal flu the coronavirus is really only most dangerous to like old people and people who already have compromised immune systems so there's just there's no real need to spread the fear the way that we are. And I'm I'm talking about this because in this conversation about us being contagious, like we really choose what it is that we're going to put out in the world and what we're going to spread. And like, 
the fact that there's about 1300 people getting killed by another person every day is pretty fucking crazy, but that there's almost twice as much, almost 2200 people a day that are fucking killing themselves is like insane. That the statistic on that means that someone's killing themselves every 40 seconds. So over the course of this podcast, there will be about a hundred people that kill themselves somewhere in the world. And part of my creating this podcast and doing these programs that I've done and wanting to be a leader in the world is that like, I want to fucking change that man. Like I want to like find a way to get in touch with the people that are struggling and share my story and help them in some way and to help some of these larger issues in some way as well. Right. Like maybe, maybe something on my podcast could one day, you know, activate someone as a leader to really work on some of those like health issues with cancer and diabetes and heart disease and stuff. Like we all have the, the ability and the possibility every single day to really consciously choose how we're going to be and how we're going to show up and what are we going to spread if we're so contagious as human beings and we spread our emotions and our our thoughts and our beliefs and our fears and our feelings and everything like what are we what are we choosing to do and for me one of the best things that I've ever done in my life was to go to CAMH, to go to group therapy and to do these personal and professional growth programs and train myself. Now what I'm working on is to like train myself to be a leader so that I can like show up powerfully in the world and live a life of freedom and create abundance in every area of my life and help other people to do the same and to really be self-expressed because you know the the state that I was in with the other takes that I did for this episode and even you know I might sound a little bit different now than I did at the beginning of the episode as well like that state of resistance is like that state of resistance is like <laughs> that state of resistance and our limitations and our ways of existing in survival mode are like, they're fucking killing us. They're killing us. And we need people to 
step up as leaders to make uh, excuse me to make the necessary transformations within themselves that can then ripple out to actually changing the larger issues that are threatening the very survival of not only the human species but of so many species so many beautiful creatures and organisms that we share this one little organic spaceship earth with and that guy buckminster fuller who wrote the operating manual for spaceship earth he has a quote that he says we are not going to be able to operate our spaceship earth successfully nor for much longer unless we see it as a whole spaceship and our fate as common it has to be everybody or nobody and so many of the systems that are in place are built off of our unconscious egoic selfishness and another quote from this guy buckminster fuller that's like really i've really liked and and seen many times over the years and it's really stuck with me is he says it is now highly feasible to take care of everybody on earth at a higher standard of living than any have ever known. It no longer has to be you or me. Selfishness is unnecessary. War is obsolete. It is a matter of converting the high technology from, from weaponry to livingry. And that's kind of, you know, it's not going to happen quickly. It's, it's not going if it if it happens at all it's it's not going to happen quickly and it's not going to happen on a global scale but the only way that we're going to transform the things that we need to transform in the world to ensure that our children have a fucking planet to live on that has biological support systems that can actually support us and we don't go back to some fucking dark ages or become extinct. The only way that that's going to happen is when you and I step up and create the necessary shifts within ourselves. And if you're like me, that probably sounds great. And maybe you're like, okay, cool. Like, what do I do? How do I fucking do it though? I really urge you to consider getting yourself into a program, into a room full of people that are working on these types of things for themselves because it is one of the most profound and impactful things that you can do as a human being to train yourself to be a leader not not just for other people but like for yourself too like for you to like get to where you want to get to in your life right and to be surrounded by people who provide you the space to grow in an environment that they'll not only support but also challenge you 
and help you to see how fucking amazing you are and to realize the powerful place that you have in your own individual world and in our world together. And of all of the programs that I've done, this this one that I am about to finish up in San Diego has been in so, so many ways, the most profound and impactful thing that I have ever done or been a part of in my life. And I want to just share with you a little bit about this program and what I've got from it in a little bit more depth, because if you do want to become a leader and you do want to shift and transform some of the areas of your life, then I have never experienced anything like this. And it was, it's been so beyond worth the, the time, the money, the flying to San Diego and accommodations. And, you know, a lot of people might get time and money stops up, but I encourage you that if you really do want to get to the next level for yourself in your life and you want to show up with freedom and power and courage and self-expression in your life, then there is nothing better and we don't get any kickbacks or commission or anything like that but we do have discounts for people who are interested in doing the next program that's starting if they get a discount code from us before we're done this program and we're done in a few days so it's a once in a lifetime opportunity in many ways but basically, this program, I had to go to San Diego or I got to go to San Diego a few different times because this program is broken up into three different parts that there's five sessions, essentially. Some of them are close enough together that you can do them together, though. But the first part is called vision. And so what vision is all about is about really, really deeply, clearly seeing the ways that we exist in survival mode and how so many of the defense mechanisms and barriers that we learn to put up as children to protect ourselves are the exact same ones that become issues as an adult and become the exact things that are holding us back in our life from achieving a lot of the things that we want to achieve and create and to see how that is playing out for us as individuals and see how that's at the heart of playing out for us in the world how we operate together when we're operating from that way of being and to also to also get in touch with what it means to be authentic, like a, your true authentic self as a human being. And 
you know, we see it in children. Children are so authentic in so many beautiful ways. Some fucking difficult, challenging ways for sure. But so much of the beautiful elements and parts of being human that children exhibit are essentially like they're they're beaten out of us and most adults have all of these defense mechanisms and barriers that we put up that keep those parts of us locked inside they they're never gone they can never go away they're in there and i think for a lot of us the inability to truly express ourselves freely is not only really painful but it's at the heart of what's holding us back to achieve what we want to achieve and so in this first vision part it's all about getting like really clear on like your vision and being able to see the survival mechanisms and the authentic self of yours that they're covering up but also getting clear that it's actually a vision for yourself and your life and maybe for your family and your communities in the world that is the only thing that you can create that we can create ourselves to be bigger than all of the survival mode shit that holds us back like we have to make our vision that much bigger if we really want to push through the resistance that has held us back for essentially like our whole lives in the ways that it holds each of us back as individuals and there's just there's so many mind-blowing powerful exercises that they guide you through and work that you do in order to develop this vision in these different ways that it's like it's mind-blowing and then the second part of the program is called breakthrough and what that's all about is if you picture your authentic self in the center of a circle and that circle is surrounded by just like shit and the shit is all of our survival mechanisms it's all our limiting beliefs and the ways that we hold ourselves back and, and we hold our authentic self trapped inside of us breakthrough is another set of really powerful and confronting and profound like teachings and trainings and exercises to do what they say to like bust a wedge through all that shit so that you can like experience yourself as your authentic self and not only just alone but being in a room full of people doing that kind of work to just be showing up vulnerably with all your defense mechanisms down and surrendered and just like so so loving and trusting in ways that you haven't been able to be with people since essentially you were a kid before you started piling on all of this stuff to try to protect yourself. It's like, there was a couple things that we did in this part of the program that I was like, this alone 
was like beyond worth coming here to like do this work. And I had already done so much work as well. So like the, the depth of this program, the things that you can learn, I really, through these first two parts, I was so deeply and profoundly moved that I was like, fuck man. Like, I can't even believe that there's a level of depth and teaching out there in the world that we can learn in one place over such a short period of time that like this should have been what we all fucking learned as children. Like we should have learned these ways of understanding ourselves and each other and how to overcome the, the things that hold us back at like such a young age, like I literally, the world would be such a fucking different place if people had the types of understandings and like skills and experiences that I've had the opportunity to experience in this program. And the last part is called practice. And practice is like really, really about once you learn all that stuff is like, really being inside the conversation of like being a leader in your life and in the world and going out and creating opportunities for other people to get what they're trying to get in life and for them to become leaders as well and for them to be able to understand themselves and experience themselves at such a deep level of authenticity that when people do this kind of work, the, the ripple effects that that happens out in the world, in our relationships and our families and our works and our communities and like the ripple effects that this type of stuff, this type of work creates is it's profound and it's amazing and it's necessary whether you're doing it through this program or another one, but this program is hands down the, the most mind boggling thing I've ever done or experienced in my life. And one of the things too, is like, it's, it's designed to, you know, push your buttons. Like you, in order to see where, you're you're stopped and you have your defense mechanisms and all sorts of stuff it's like you know you you got to get your buttons pushed to be able to see where they are right and then once you see them it's like push past them push past them and yeah it's just it's been it's been a really really amazing experience and it's it's so bittersweet that it's it's coming to a close. This part of the journey, this part of the chapter is coming to a close, but I get to go back to San Diego tomorrow morning and I'm going sailing with one of the people or a bunch of people in the program. And then we're going to go and we're going to train for another couple of days and we're going to, we're going to complete this program together. And, you know, there's really no telling what we are all going to create for ourselves in our lives and and in the world going forward by by doing this kind of like deep work and training ourselves to become leaders and 
I just really, I encourage anybody who is listening that if becoming a leader in your own life and in the world sounds like something that might be of interest to you, then like really consider that maybe you can like make it happen to take a training like this. And if that does sound interesting to you, shoot me a message on Instagram or Facebook or you can email me at dan at unapologeticallyhuman.life and we can chat about it. And I just, uh, yeah, it's it's going to be a fun and I'm sure <laughs> intense couple days for the end of this training, but it's going to be it's going to be so beautiful to get to go and be in the room and in the presence of the type of people that are drawn into this type of program are just such incredible people up to big things in their lives and the being in the presence of the trainers and the coaches and the mentors of a program of this nature is like the best thing I've ever done in my life. But yeah, I'll leave it there. You know, who are the leaders in this world? Are you going to be one of them? Do you want to be one of them? Then fucking step up because who's driving the spaceship and where are we headed? And if we are going to create the lives we want and create the transformation in the world that so many people are so desperately yearning for and seeking then this is the type of thing to to help us get there i truly truly believe that and that it's up to us it's up to you like one of the things that i really really love that i've heard a few times in this program in particular is just like asking the question like you know what if martin luther king didn't fucking stand up what if Gandhi didn't stand up? What if they, like so many of us do every fucking day in our lives, go, not today. Not me. Someone else will do it. If people didn't stand up, then nothing would have ever progressed throughout history for us to live in the abundant world that we live in. You know, we might be living in the Christian Dark Ages with a fucking emperor still or a, or a king. And we're all peasants or serfs. So the vast majority of us are right. The world changes when people step the fuck up. So I'm trying to do that. And this program has been an integral part of me finally starting this fucking podcast. And with this episode, I am 100% complete on what is called my vision stretch project my project for the program and if you got some big dreams and big goals for yourself in your life then fucking get yourself in a room to become the leader that you are deep down inside so hit me up for more details and until next time peace out motherfuckers
Yes. I just said excuse me while I burp by myself in my empty apartment. 